last thing is fuck yeah. yeah! Hello, Footlers. Welcome to the Barrel Proof Soccer Podcast. It's episode 266. Wow. I'm your host this evening, Ty, Ty Sildo Smith, <laughs> joined by co-host Robbie Barkson Barker. <laughs> What's up, everyone? <laughs> and also here with our third member who is always here on the ones and twos, Patrick Arkin Benosa, <laughs> Arkinberg. Nice. Very, very nice. Very so nice. Ty well has done. rediscovered the Make Your Name Into a Brazilian Player app. Yes, Brazilian <laughs> name generator in full effect. We haven't had it out in a while. Credit <laughs> goes to www.nickcrab2bs.com, who's got the Brazilian name soccer generator. Put in your forename, your surname, and your shirt number, and it gives you your Brazilian soccer name, which <laughs> I just love for some reason. Yep. <laughs> and so, obviously, we're not here to talk about that. A lot on the agenda, lots of news, lots to talk about. If you're listening, thanks very much. We don't say that enough. But let's get right into it. Robbie, I'm going to hand it to you because you were at the game. I watched the broadcast, but Louisville City comes away with a 2-1 victory against a Western Conference opponent for uh, probably the first time in a regular season matchup. I think in a couple of years. I should say I shouldn't say that because we played. We've yeah. had a cross game maybe very early on. It hadn't, it's been a while, but uh, San Diego bringing their own three team, hungry team to Lynn Family Stadium, and the boys getting the win. Yeah, absolutely. It was a great win, really. And I don't know uh, from. You know, my vantage point, they were hungry. San Diego came in, they were chippy, they were all over the place, they were leaving a foot in on every yeah. challenge. So you could tell there was an air of desperation and also I think an air of wanting to come in and prove themselves. I think Donovan's talked a lot about us being a model club in the USL. They intentionally, I think it sounded like, wanted to play us and that was a game that mutually we wanted to get on the on the uh, the schedule. So you could tell they came came out fired up and uh, I'm glad that we were able to put him uh, kind of in his place and fire him up enough to get him uh, that, that little red card at the end there. Sent home that, early. There was some drama. There was lots <laughs> of drama. Pre, during, post. I mean, we can get to all of it, boys. I mean, I think, I agree, Robbie. They came out ready to play. The first five minutes or so, 10, 10 minutes even, maybe even stretching into 15, they, they had us on the back foot. They had some chances. Um, you know, Blake got a look in. Uh, another another fellow coming down the left wing got a look in. Chris Hubbard had to make some had, – had to be present and make some saves early. But I tell you what, it was one-way traffic the last half hour for sure. And, oh, yeah. Um, you know, we really settled into the game. I thought had a lot of chances. Niall had a chance. Paolo had a chance, Cam had a chance, and then we end up with the with the penalty kick, which was a penalty all day. It, yep. Obviously, I'm a homer on that, and it may have been, you know, I wouldn't even call it soft. I mean, we called the Birmingham penalty against us a bit soft, only because, you know, Nico Brett stood over the ball for a good half second to a second and, and gauged 
his chances at goal and went down, right? And yeah. did not get – but Napo was tripped, as far yeah. as I could tell. Robbie was down by our side. What'd yeah, you think? absolutely. Clear trip. As soon as it happened, we were up in arms. And it was, you know, Napo makes a good cut to the goal. And, and in the defender's, you know, defense, he probably wasn't super aware of it, but he stuck his foot out. It got tripped over. It stopped the momentum of the attacking player. It's a penalty. I'm sorry. Yeah. And it looked like Cam wanted Napo – on, on coming in on that run. I mean, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. He's holding the ball. He's trying to turn, squirm, right. and there he is. So, yeah, So it looks absolutely. like it Im- impacted the play. Then, love, you know. <laughs> then the penalty itself. Right. <laughs> Let's be honest about I think Cam will probably look back at that and uh, and say it wasn't his finest effort, and the keeper did well. But yeah, the keeper he did was, well. had his head ready to go. Cam followed up. Again, yeah. even the follow-up shot, probably Cam would admit, not his best strike. <laughs> The keeper got his hand on it, couldn't keep it out. So then Cam, you know, like all good strikers do, celebrated like that was all part of the plan. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And because he's going to take it any way he can get it. I mean, he's our number nine. He, he's our forward, right? He's our number 17, number nine. But he's our forward. And for him to get his account open for the 2021 season, he's going to take it any way he can get it. And he's going to love it. And, by the way, shush, I guess, the opposing – I don't know who was talking to him about that penalty <laughs> – but he turned back and had some, you know, some some of the quiet gesture for whoever it was. I'd, maybe the other bench. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was towards. It wasn't towards. Oh, the was bench. it towards the crowd? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I I wasn't real sure because you normally see that, uh, you know, when we're playing away mm-hmm. to the home fans, right? Mm. But uh, great to see him get on the board. And yeah, he didn't know much about the return either. <laughs> but you know, it was he got a, got a hold of it and it went in the net. Yeah. And that's got to give him some comfort and confidence going well, and forward. And it's a killer for them, right? Anytime right. you're letting a goal right before halftime, it's deflating. You go into the locker room with a de- totally different attitude than at nil-nil. And like you say, they had their moments. I would say in general, and I'd say it's for the whole game, it was kind of a strange game. I didn't feel like from my perspective, the ebb and flow of the game was a bit stop-starty. It wasn't uh, the most even aesthetically pleasing game from my perspective, but both teams kind of were hanging in there, battling hard, and so for us to get that that blow right before halftime, I think psychologically was huge. Yeah. What did it look like from your end, Patrick? Um, I mean, you kind of glanced over, um, or glossed over uh, Jogo's good chance right there in the first half. Right. He had a great chance where he cut in. Yeah, um, he did. He's some awesome footwork on it, and uh, I guess, I don't want to segue, but uh, then, of course, was it the next day or was it Monday? We found out that he was leaving for uh, for Mexico, uh, which is awesome for him. Yeah, and um, he's really he's really settled in, hadn't he? I mean, this season has been his coming out party, as right. far as as far as I we're believe. Gonna, right, we're I mean, gonna miss him on the left side. That's for sure. He's he's really solidified that spot over there. He's shown defensive prowess. He's shown offense. He you love to see him cut in there and have that confidence and that ability and that creativity to come in and take a shot and it was close you're right it was real close a lot closer on replay than i thought right across initially um and yeah he's getting his chance and and as a player if you look at him he's a young player right so you're going to see these leaps in development and i think we questioned a little bit last year if he was quite ready sometimes uh you know because always on the ball always looked very comfortable very solid but defensively looked at times a little lost and maybe a little physically exposed but this year he looks a yard quicker 
When he, he when he gets that stride going, he's going by guys now, mm-hmm. and he's catching guys quickly. So I think that physical maturity. He even I don't know if he's grown in height, but he even looks taller. I don't know if he is taller. He but, just presents. Bigger. But at that yeah. age, you know, you're going to get continued growth. Right, still. right. You're going to see him. Get so I think it's bigger nothing and faster. Help his game, and he's now he's been you know training with the pros as long as he have. It's his second nature. So to get a call up now, I'll let you folks talk about the the allegiance question. And he even brought it up. I saw that he's not committed one way or another to Mexico or the U.S. at this point. Okay. Um, I, saw, I believe I saw him mention. So um, hopefully he's going to keep his options open because I think as long as he uh, – I don't know exactly the international rules nowadays, but as long as I, th- I think you uh, maybe don't play for the first team, you're still eligible to go into other training camps. So, Which is really weird just as we talk about it. Like it's, it's hard to imagine having – and and that's just me, I guess, being always a Kentuckian, right? But, mm-hmm. you know, you have roots in both places. You, I guess you have strong allegiances to both for whatever particular reason in your family. And so it's it's probably natural for him to feel, you know, like he wants to play for both of them. And well, it's right. going to be really tough, especially as he continues to grow, continues to get opportunities. And, these, you know, obviously Europe is calling at, at some point. And so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Obviously we want him to play uh, – for whoever we're rooting for. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oftentimes, you see this a lot with the Mexico and the U.S., right? It's a competition to basically get them tied in, you know, mm-hmm. giving them a cap or giving them whatever it needs to get them uh, kind of uh, committed to the program. So, you know, you win some, you lose some on that. So I think uh, at least for him, this will be a huge development opportunity, you know, training with the players of that caliber. Um, I'm not sure. What is the impact to us? Is he going to miss this weekend? Or what is the impact from a... It- I think it's games plural is what my understanding is, at least from the press release. Um, and it's a good question. Like, where are we going to go with left back at this point? What do you guys think? What, what, what's what's the situation with injuries and uh, Oscar and others? As far as I'm aware, Oscar's still out. Last I heard was Oscar had had a knee issue of some sorts and was on crutches. Um, obviously, we got people that can – I mean, I think we got fill-ins for sure, whether it's – you know, Pat, Akil, um, even Napo, um, you know, that's sort of the the people that come to mind uh, just right off the top right, in terms yeah. of where we're going to go with our wing back. Um, but I think we'll be fine. We'll, we'll figure it out. We could mm-hmm. uh, even potentially look at a uh, back three, right, which we know we can play. Uh, you've got Watson, McMahon, both play fullback, like you say, possibly. Right. Um, and then you've got folks like Niall, who have been played a little wing back here and there. Yeah, Niall, exactly. Yeah, Niall so. and Napo, I kind of put in that Swiss Army knife category that yeah. could play that position when called upon. Um, it's unbelievable to think, you know, that Gomez is only 17. Right. Uh, it's right. just crazy, yeah, you know, when we talk about that development. And I was just doing a little bit of offline research here, and I guess he can play up to three games for a country before you're locked in. So, okay. And let's not forget so. about a, who I understand is a defender, the younger Winder brother, Joshua, I believe his first name is, who yeah. has been in the 18 this season already. Uh, so it, it's, it's interesting uh, to think about. But I think, I think we'll be all right without him for a couple games, a couple, three games, whatever it is. Uh, we're going to miss him, but good luck to him. Absolutely. Oh, definitely. We well, got off best. tangent a little bit, but what about the second half? The second half for me, we <laughs> – Why do we bring it back? Yeah, let's bring <laughs> it back. Let's let's get through the game because uh, 
we did have a good second half. I thought we dominated. I thought we were knocking and knocking. I didn't. They didn't have as many chances. Herzog got in at one point off a restart where I thought we were maybe caught sleeping a little bit, um, and thankfully went wide. The veteran, yeah. you, you got to think he puts uh, that on target, right? Uh, and so, you know, San Diego was was not without chances, but I do think on the whole. It was, again, one-way traffic. Of course, we led in the statistical categories. And it's the substitutes, all three of them getting involved, Antoine, Akil, and Kyle Gregg. Welcome to Louisville, Kyle, by the way. <laughs> I don't <laughs> yeah. care how you score. Pairing up, or pairing up or threeing up, however you say it, for our second goal in mm-hmm. the 88th minute. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to pause on that because I thought, you know, I've been a proponent on this podcast in the pa- in the past that we need uh, kind of a change of pace here and there. We need to strike a player and a striker with a little different physicality and ability. And I, I was just thrilled when he came in because obviously we've seen him from afar, played against him, I think, a few times. But as soon as he came on the field, I felt like he made an impact. Right. He was running hard. He was chasing hard. He was making himself a nuisance. He's a big guy. He's quick. I yeah. was surprised how quick he was, to be honest with you. Um, and so I thought he really kind of earned that goal with just a really, really strong performance off the bench. And even on the goal itself, being there, challenging, being in the right place at the right time. And then you, you kind of earn that little bit of luck you get with the finish itself. So... Um, you know, Akil's probably kicking himself in hind, on right, hindsight. Right. Great ball through, and he, his first touch was a little heavy, and obviously he took him into the keeper, which is probably why Mr. Donovan was why he was so upset. Up, it unhappy, was, but, it uh, was because he was yeah. already upset about the penalty, and then that happens, and you know, that for me is a good no call. I mean, I'm obviously I'm I'm biased Homer for Louisville City, and also. I also have a field player bias on that play because that's a 50-50 ball. And for me, Akil Watts has just as much right to that ball. And he got the touch. He touched it into him. He did. He did. And even if he went to ground to get that touch, to me it doesn't matter if the keeper's also going to ground or not because it's a 50-50 ball. Akil got there first. He has every right to get there first. And ultimately I think it was the right decision by the ref. I don't know if the ref even thought about it. But it was – I don't think the criticism or the or the you know the angst was warranted. Uh, How did it look from your end, there, Patrick? Can you get a good look at that? No, I mean honestly, I was I was just thinking I'm gonna have to go back and look at it because I I couldn't see why Landon would have gotten so upset to have warranted a red card. Like I, to me, it just seemed out of the blue. Whatever he said to the and I just rewatched it, but whatever he said to the center ref while he was at midfield. Out of the coaching area, right? Which he he was he was out of bounds, okay. And then whatever he said, which it was quiet, he was it wasn't screaming. It looked completely calm, but whatever he said earned him a red, and only him and the referee will ever know no, what was said. You have to imagine it. It's something to do with accusatory of cheating, home cooking, whatever it might be, because most officials don't like to be called biased or cheats. And if he said that with a couple of colorful words added in. <laughs> then I'm sure the ref just probably had enough. Because let's be honest, our old Landy Cakes, he's been known to be a bit of a whiner over the years. I imagine it wasn't the first interaction they'd had throughout the game, and it was probably just Well, I mean, it seemed, at least from the broadcast, it seemed, because we weren't at at the game, uh, but from the broadcast, it seemed like at least every time they panned over to Landon, he was sitting on the bench. Like, he was was sitting the whole time. So 
Like, it seemed like that was the first time he had gotten up, at least from my perspective. Well, he was obviously very cold because he continues to wear the scarf constantly. <laughs> so on that 85-degree evening, he still It's the winter take the... scarf as well. It's yeah. not the summer <laughs> scarf. Can somebody tell me why London Donovan <laughs> never takes off the scarf? We get it that you're affiliated with the club, buddy. Uh, you, you, you're kind of a big deal there. Can we just lose the scarf? <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, and I watched the postgame, the presser, nice and, and obviously they're frustrated. He's getting some tough questions about their start and he he get to his credit he gave louisville a lot of love in terms of us our pedigree our players our our dominance of the league while we're you know we're a good team but he but he also kind of you know was like two illegitimate goals i mean he straight up just said it (laughs) which which was just a little bit you know talking out of both sides of your mouth and and also not being as as honest and as professional as you'd like because at, at the end of the day the fans we can we can complain about the referee all we want right but there's no excuses on the field for any player any any coach at any level for what ha- what the ref ultimately the ref's in a tough position a lot of times and it's not it, it's not appropriate comment in right. my mind or excuse for the results on the pitch and they're frustrated i mean you know don't so it is what it is Another yeah. tangent, but I want to get back to Kyle because he did have a great game, Robbie. And yeah. what you said, and it's interesting because you said that you were at the game, but it mirrors exactly what the USL commentator said on the broadcast. Mm-hmm. He, as soon as he came on, he was wreaking havoc in the box, getting on the ball, challenging, quick. And, yeah, he earned that goal. It was a pure hustle goal, pure just, you know, being there, having some uh, experience. Right. His experience level really showed in that type of a goal, I think. And congrats to him. He's, you know, two weeks ago at home, wherever it is, working out, Mm -hmm. just thinking, will I ever get a chance? And here he is, scores on his debut at Lynn Family Stadium. I mean, dream start, right? Yeah. I'm excited, honestly, that the flexibility he gives us too from the perspective of now. There is nothing to say we can't, as needed, have him and Cam playing together because they're very, you know, they're not – the same player. No. I think Cam could very easily drop a little deeper and let Play him lead the line. And I think that could be a really nice combination where needed. I know not necessarily fitting with the typical formation we play, but it gives us the ability to change. Uh, and I like that. And, and he's going to be a handful off the bench. I, I really like it. And he's, he's a little different than Luke, not exactly the same player as Luke, but has some Luke Spencer qualities, which I think um, we have... You know, in the early in the season here, but we missed it. I think a little bit in that second game when we were kind of looking a little bit aimless or not quite, right. you know, taking hold of the game. Having that change of pace, I think, is going to be huge for us. Well, how do you feel about that goal not being part of goal of the week? <laughs> like, how would you not put that in? I mean, I guess that also goes. It's well. a L- unique, lucky, lucky goal, goal of the week. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think mean, it, it was luck, but I mean, it was gorgeous. Like, right. I mean, right. I, I agree. It was one hundred. The finish was one hundred percent luck. He could have never planned for it to roll up his leg and off his foot like it did. But, I mean, isn't that <laughs> what makes, isn't that what makes the best goals the best goals? But that's the, the thing. Goal. He's got the awareness because he's got the experience, in my mind. That's where that right. comes from. And being instinct. in that spot enough times. Yeah, instinct. <laughs> well, let, let, is, it, is it nurture or nature, Robbie? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of instincts, and perhaps uh, Diesel probably won't be trusting his quite as well last uh. week because – Kind of a rough one at the end there. Kind yeah. of gave us a bit of a grandstand finish un- unexpectedly. And really nice strike from outside the box. But Chris it was really... the same shot he took earlier. Well, though. he had it covered the whole way. 
and he yeah. even he ducked his hand his back hands. thinking it was hands. going to go over and it just knuckled in and you could see you know chris immediately knew you right. know i'm, I'm sorry chris it. sorry chris we love you but keep your well, hands up keep your hands up you're a goalkeeper just put it out put right. it out it doesn't matter put goalkeepers make mistakes that's part of the job and you're going to get the the heat when you do so and he's had enough uh he's got enough credit in the bank that one mistake's not gonna kind of affect him but we just get, you know, with goalkeepers, sometimes you hope one mistake doesn't lead to two to three to four in coming games. But I don't think it will with Chris because he's experienced. But it it did give us a bit of a heart attack at the end and make for a grandstand finish. Right, yeah. left for left us three four minutes to to bite our nails. No, but before we move on from the game, I've got to talk about uh, Paolo's nutmeg, which <laughs> oh. was just beautiful all around because it comes out to Nile in the middle, which. Congrats to Niall and Tyler Gibson, I think, who were the inserts, the changes up in yep. the lineup. Two changes. You know, um, and we haven't talked about Tyler, but I, I think, I mean, by all accounts, he had a good game. He was one of the only, like, it was like speedy games where you don't really see him much. Solid. But yeah. he's solid in there, and he's like, and he's playing that role that we expect of a central de- midfielder, uh, defensive minded, right? And, but, Niall chips it. I thought he had his pitching wedge out. Chips it to the corner just beautifully to Paolo, who takes it down and lets this guy approach and just rolls it through his legs as cool as you like. I mean, you don't right. you don't expect to see that from like Paolo. Like he was just I mean, standing still. We know and he it, got it in. He's got it in him. <laughs> the crowd but, went nuts. The crowd the, went nuts. The gas, <laughs> it was from, awesome. the gas from the crowd, <laughs> even on the broadcast, was about as as great as I've ever heard it. Oh my gosh, it was beautiful. Yeah. I mean, what a play. It, it was, and, and uh, anytime you can do it and maintain possession and just leave the guy kind of in the dirt like that, it, you know, it was fantastic. It was. I wish. I can't it, keep, I wish I can't it had led watching to, it. I wish it had led to directly to a goal. Oh, that'd been insane. Yeah. Well, and for yeah. me, Paolo's in, and it's a yellow. I mean, he's in on goal, whether it's a, a yeah. slot across or it's a shot himself. Which so I, I kind of question that, but. We should probably yeah. get to the next game. Yeah, I just want to say one more um, thing about the game having been there. Yeah. I think it was awesome. The the atmosphere, and it was the first game where, you know, you kind of looked around and said, oh, COVID is kind of getting beyond us, at least from a, an event standpoint, because the concourses were packed. The, there was a, a buzz in the, in the atmosphere of the stadium that hasn't been there just ever since we've been in the stadium. Just the general noise right. and the atmosphere and... And I thought it was just awesome. And I just can't wait till we, I think we're at 75% this weekend. So, yeah. uh, I believe, Ty, I don't know if that's confirmed. but And then obviously right. now, yeah, 75% this weekend. Uh, yeah. you know, the announcements about when we're going to be getting to potentially full capacity. Grand opening. But the atmosphere was fantastic. And, and I thought the, the stadium staff as well get some credit because it's a big transition. I know there's been trouble filling positions and the lines are a little bit longer for concessions and the like, but they seem to be moving. And I I feel like everyone there had, there wasn't, um, there was a real good spirit in the, in the atmosphere. I felt like. That's awesome. And 75% this weekend, we got, you know, who the rivals, I guess we're the, there are rivals, although, you know, we've sort of dominated the rivalry and we were talking about it before we started. You know, Indy hasn't, I mean, knock on wood, but we haven't lost to them at home in our history. We've dominated the rivalry by all accounts. 137 years? We yeah. Still haven't I mean, going back, awesome. to, record. going back how long? 1932? <laughs> no. <laughs> but I can't keep up with And I don't want to jinx this at all because we got a new-look Indy team coming to town. I mean, I'm talking new-look because – 
I don't recognize many of their starting players at all. If you look at their lineup, they're a completely revamped team. They're sort of an unknown, really. Yeah, I, I, I did a little bit of uh, kind of snooping on some of the highlights and, and a little bit of the roster, and it seems like, you know, obviously they had a big kind of loss slash sale, so I guess financially it might be a good thing, <laughs> with uh, with Pasha leaving to go to the Houston. Um, so obviously he was he was tough for us. He scored in almost every game against us. I think we have yeah. one game where he didn't score against us. Um, so I'm not sorry to see the back of him, though. The results speak for themselves. We were 3-0-1 last year against them, so right. really owned the rivalry. But, you know, in the highlights I saw, it, it really... Who, the, the folks that seemed like Gordon Wilde, the, I guess the German striker, he seemed to be at the heart of all their set pieces and a lot of the work they do. I think he had an assist perhaps as well. Um, and then obviously they've got Ortega, who's got a couple of goals so far right, this year. Two goals so a couple far. of guys that I didn't know before this year, but in looking at, at Wilde in particular, he's got a pedigree in USL. Scores goals, scores points. Had, was in the MLS last year with LA. Um, so... I think we shouldn't be too quick to say, well, Pasha's gone. There's no right. threat. Because no. I do think those guys up top look pretty dangerous from the highlights I and saw. If, if, if there's a team that has it out for us, it's Indy 11. I mean, just because of what we're talking about, this rivalry that's been really Louisville City purple dominated. Um, obviously, you know, Neville Hackworth's in the back. It looks like they yep. play the back three. It doesn't look like they've changed much in the way that they play. Um Started the season well. I, I think they were hard done getting beat by Tulsa 2 nothing. They had all the shots. I mean, I think they quadrupled the, the number of shots that Tulsa had, um, which you look at that, obviously, it, it matters where the shots are coming from and and which go in, right? right? You know, you see that a lot, and we'll get to that with the racing game, right, um, mm-hmm. in terms of shot disparity. But um, it, it's sort of – they're just sort of an unknown. We haven't seen a lot of their players, uh, and – we just got to come ready. Yeah. Uh, they've had a weird start right? to the year too, right? Because they, right. they had the win early and then they lost to Tulsa at home. Right. And then they came back with a vengeance this weekend. So, but, you know, it's hard to know what to expect this early in the year from teams, right? Because there's a lot of change, a lot of new players coming in, as you said. So Are they still playing at Lucas Oil? No, they've. They, it looks like they're playing at IUPUI again, now, which is good, which is better. So many less lines. That same field that is one of my favorite Louisville City memories yep. of all time, right, right. when we were there. <laughs> yep, exactly. Another in, good win for the us. Eastern Conference Final uh-huh. a couple of years back. I still see Evan running from the back. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be also, uh, you know, obviously the game itself is going to be, um, as always, tough because it is a rivalry game and, and they'll want to right the wrongs of last year, think about their coach. You know, right. He's been there for, I think it's his fourth year there now. And we've just kind of like outperformed them every year. So I don't know what the contract situation there is. I don't know what the fan feeling about him as a coach is. But if they have another uh, you know, year as also runs and they lose to us multiple times again, you've got to figure his job's on the line. So I think they're going to come out pretty desperate to make a statement this weekend. Right, and that's going to require us to be just focused, to be real tidy on the ball as we were last game. Um, as uh, you know, Pat Napo, uh, you know they they played great. I think last let's not game. Forget about Toach. I feel like Toach doesn't get oh, enough praise. Well, yeah, our defense. Uh, yeah, oh, let's geez. let's shout out to the defense because it's been stout. It's I, been I could stout. not agree more on Toach. And, and you know, every game, you know, the the on seventy what seventy fifth minute, whenever it comes up on the board, 
man of the match, vote for your man of the match. And my son always turns to me and say, Daddy, who's who's man of the match? Who do you think's man of the match? And last game I saw, I looked at him, I said, I don't know. And I took a minute and I said, people are going to vote for Lancaster because he sure. scored. He scored their goal. Yeah. But I said, I'm not sure he really was man of the match. I said it was probably Tosh for me because yeah. he was just solid as a right rock where he needed to again, be every, yeah. like always. So we're very, he's so very consistent. Lucky. It's unbelievable, and that's probably why he's a good golfer. You know, he's always he's <laughs> always got the golf game going on on Twitter and tucked in, locked in. You know, yeah. I mean, he gets locked in, and the dude is just consistent. Right. I mean, I can imagine him just hitting hitting for birdie. I mean, he just hits a shot and it goes where he wants <laughs> it to go. If anyone, you know? if anyone who knows me, who's listening, which is probably a very small Venn diagram middle <laughs> section, we have eight section. listeners to them now. Yeah, either. and you see me at the games most of the time. You'll notice that I sport the tucked in, locked in on game days. Now <laughs> I tuck my jersey into my my cargo pants, which I'm told are now too dorky. <laughs> That's for, just because you're forty something, and that. I'm forty year old. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, tucked in, locked in every game. But yeah, Tosh, I couldn't agree more. Just yeah. he's our rock, and I hope we've got him for five more years. I don't know how how long he intends to play, but. Awesome. And, and let's give, uh, I mean, we can talk about all the guys, but right. Alexi, his partner, Alexi with it, yeah, has played sure. well and is getting up on, um, had a couple shots. French touch. Is getting up there. I thought we we kind of played him well in terms of getting him involved up there. I thought we mixed it up on set pieces, which I continued, you know, yeah. to want to see right. that we have some creativity and some different looks on all the set pieces. Right. Rather than just Oscar putting it in the middle of the box and hoping Right, or, or whoever it is right now with Oscar out. But Right. I, I will say, um, I mean, we've kind of uh, gone back to the game, but I did notice, um, I felt like Napo, he had a clash of heads, I think, early in the game with, um, with Pat McMahon. And I did feel like it took the wind out of his sails for quite a bit of the first half. So I'm hoping that was just kind of mm-hmm. knocked the wind out of him and he's, and he's all good. But uh, And I know he played, you know, carried on playing. Yeah. But sometimes you can see in a player a challenge affects them. And I did feel like he was a little affected by that. So knock mm-hmm. on wood, he's he's fully fit. And uh, Speaking of fitness, do we know if Ombi's available and ready to go? Because he wasn't in the 18. It's two he games, set right? The two, right? He set his two games, hadn't he? Okay. Oh, gotcha. Well, yeah. has he? No, it's no, from the Birmingham game, so this is the first game. So yeah, he's still I'm out sorry. for Andy. Yeah. Which is so he's still oh, out one more game. I've, yes, that's right. That's a big loss. Another bullshit call. really was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's come out strong. Let's keep, keep the mentality strong. You know, as long as we come with the same intensity that we can expect from Indy 11, I think we'll be fine. That's right. Uh, and Lipa FC till we die, right? It's uh, wow. It's been going. It's been going on since the 1800s, so <laughs> you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> until they get an MLS bid. All right. Oh, well. well, let's uh, finish up with the boys' side. Uh, I'm not sure. Well, we got a new kit, uh, third kit release, okay. yeah. which is nice. Um, uh, what do we think? I, I wasn't like starstruck or anything. It I looks nice. I, I like dis- the gray socks. We've never had any. We never had any like uh, storm gray socks. Um, I don't. I don't dislike it. I'm not sure how. I mean, I was anxiously anticipating polka dots. I think is how how I look at it now. Like yeah. I don't. I think it's a great looking kid. I like the black. Always been a fan of black. The black with the grays. You know, fine. I do wish there was a little purple in it, but yep, that's gray. just me. Yeah. So um, is it is it polka dot? What? As far as I'm aware, it's just polka dots. I have dots. zoomed in on that image multiple times to see if it was a fleur de lis. If something. it was a little fleur de lis, I would love it. Yeah. But the polka dots I are just okay. I mean, it's a polka okay. dot. Yeah. Okay. Um, that, f- that might be a little too advanced design. Getting a <laughs> I don't know. Enhance. Maybe Enhance. My, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think maybe my uh, <laughs> my eyes are bigger than my belly, as they say. But I think it's uh, I think it's a uh, clean looking kit. It just it's, it's I fine. always wonder: Does it look like Loose City? 
If you said someone around the league whose kit is this and took the logos off, right. they'd I, probably think it's Birmingham Legion. I think the point uh, is yeah. to kind of, you know, as a nod to a jockey uh, jersey, but um, I mean, yeah. that could be lost in translation too. It's funny how as a fan base, kit culture is, seems to be very important to us, doesn't it? And design and we're yeah. all... Uh, and we care what we look like. I don't know. We look good, <laughs> play good. You exactly. Know, all that stuff. Yeah. I, I, I like it. Like I say, I wasn't like Star Trek. I'm not, you know, it, it just is. I'm not, you know, I don't have much to say about it other it than is. it's out and I, I like it and it's going to be a blackout this weekend, I guess, right? So, so. Oh, are they wearing it this weekend? I think they're going to debut it this weekend. So. Uh, well, I did see something to sp- just to finish up on the kit uh, topic. You, you all may have seen this on Twitter. There was outrage and in the Twitterverse from some Liverpool fans about the cost of their youth jerseys in the UK being like 55 pounds. Uh, and it translated to about 70 US dollars. And the, res- like and the, re- well, the response <laughs> was from USL memes saying, well, imagine being a, a US second division team whose youth kit is 80, <laughs> and it had Louisville's at uh, 84.99 yeah. or oh, something. Gosh. Yeah, it's so, expensive. Uh, yeah. So anyway, Ty, we're giving you a hard time here. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I mean, but they did. Have uh, at it, have at it. Well, let's, uh, I guess let's talk about racing because a lot going on there. Um, what an exciting weekend it was for all Louisville soccer. Christy Hawley gets his first win in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, congrats to Danny Cruz for also getting his first win. Wait a minute. It was that Christy Hawley's first win in the league because he was in the league last oh, year. Oh, I'm too. sorry. For Louisville City. You're right. For, for racing for Louisville. For racing, yes. Yeah. You're right. Um, he has been in the league before. So Hopefully first racing Louisville <laughs> win. And no, Scott wasn't great last year, but... I'd like that they think yeah, they won at least once. Right, right. <laughs> and they and you know, what an electric night that was. Oh man. Uh, Mina Ekic getting her first goal. She cuts in. How many times have we seen that? I saw her do that at Louisville. That's like her patented move. She scores a beautiful goal and you know, gets then gets the assist to CeCe Kaiser, who yeah. continues to impress and is just running the front line uh, like a beast. And, you know, we get our first win in the league against the Washington Spirit team that probably, you know, would have liked to get some points out of that given the number of shots they had and just the overall course of the game. But, you know, they had a lot of possession that necessarily wasn't very productive. It wasn't very productive. And we capitalized on our chances. And Amina gets the Budweiser USA, I saw today, player of the week, which is super awesome. That's huge, yeah. Uh, to go along with our first win, and you know, just congrats to everybody involved. I keep being more and more, I guess, surprised of those games are just electric. The energy in those games is just, I don't know. It's I've been going to the Louisville City games for you know as long as well, 2016. I guess not as long as Louisville City's been a thing, and there's always been a great energy. But there's just the energy coming back off the field is just a different thing uh, with those those racing games and. It's just it's it's a whole lot of fun to be a part of. I also love the uh, online buzz is pretty cool around uh, yeah. racing. I noticed the the Twitterverse when there's goals and there's a lot of fan interaction, which is really cool. Right. And I think you know there there is a um, population of fans out there that may or may not have been super engaged with Louisville City, who who have really clung and 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 embraced this team, which I think is really cool, bringing new people into the game. So uh, yeah, it's very exciting for the city and for the team, and congratulations to everyone involved. Three, you know, three hard-fought point. It wasn't an easy. I was fo- I wasn't at the game, unfortunately, but I was following along online, and I was 
Still nil nil. Right, Still right. nil nil. I'm like, we're the we top of the, the table. <laughs> we're the yeah. top of the table. <laughs> How do they sing it in England, Robbie? Because I know that I know they. We like, are top of the league. Say we are top of the league. <laughs> How like cool it. is that? Like it, you right? know, yeah. to see us at the top of the league right, right. now. Uh, of course, it's early, but we'll. Hey, well, hey, yeah, well you love to, you love to see a local product as well, getting that first, right, that first right, goal. Right. Yeah, and you know, I, I won't say you know that I was predicting anything, but last week when we were talking about, race, I said I love Amina coming off the bench and running at people, right? Because she's got that energy. You, you know, she's going to come in and work these defenders who are already tired to death. And you know she comes in and she makes an, an impact, like uh, just like just like what we would want from a substitute like that. And I think it's it, it's a great thing for her to to come in and have that impact. And hopefully she enjoys coming in off. You know I know even I think Kyle Gregg had said that he likes to come in at that point as well. Y- you know because you do have an advantage coming in off the bench, hungry, ready to play, and with the with a team that's probably got, you know, some heavy legs. So this weekend we got North Carolina Courage, I believe, on Friday right. away. We're away for a bit, guys. I don't think our next home game is until June 20th. Father's Day. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. Right? What a Father's Day that'll be. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> After we play golf, right, Robbie? Yep. <laughs> Wait, why didn't I get invited? Hey, you're invited. No, whatever. Yeah, no, I don't need invited. your sympathy. <laughs> Uh, not you know, you know we just got to go play keep improving keep the confidence going hopefully this wind under our belts is going to get you know keep keep uh, driving us and, well, and get us better and give us the confidence that we need to go go away and I get mean, a result it's well. always encouraging for a new team there's certain things you control and certain things you can't you know your roster as a new team is somewhat limited because of the limit the inherent limitations in the system what you can control is your effort and your ability to compete and you look at the results nobody has just played us off the park. We've been in every game. We've worked hard. We've kept it tight. So all credit to the team, the squad, the coaching staff, everyone, just for kind of getting us set up to compete and play well. And, you know, we're starting, you know, you get that first win, you break that that um, break that break duck, and all of a sudden, who knows? You know, we might go out there and shock a few teams. Right. So, that train yeah, rolling. enjoy it while we can. Yeah. And, I mean, just the momentum the club has, especially, you know, we got new players coming in. There's just a lot of excitement around the team. I think we're just going to keep improving. Yep. So, and it is on Twitch on Friday, which uh, which I wasn't, you know, I was trying to. It's an easy downloading Paramount Plus a month ago, and now I've got to get Twitch as well. Don't get (laughs) me started, Ty. Don't get me started. Um, Do you want to do Ask Barrel Proof? Yeah, let's do Ask Barrel Proof. Do you want me to go ahead and read them? You got them, or do you want me to? No, you got them. All right, so. And I'm going to try and fill the, the huge shoes of Taylor Sorrells here, who's the, the resident Aspal Proof leader. Uh, the Louisville Ledgehogs right? Can we all just agree that Indy is now our biggest rival and act accordingly? We need someone to mess with. Yeah, I think so. Lipa FC doesn't seem as intense right now to me as it has in years past. And I think that's probably because like, it is a, a pretty new team in in terms of just carryover we have the same we we have the core carryover right mm-hmm. i don't feel like indy has 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 that core carryover necessarily this season and From also just the hype you know we don't know where the teams have stand and standing we're looking at the central division every you know it's also fluid right now yeah so it doesn't exactly feel that way but we got the proximity element 
yeah. which makes it necessity that we and, hate Indianapolis and that they're and Ty, never forget playoff game a couple years ago right. when that nine-year-old indie fan flicked me off in the parking lot. I will <laughs> never forget. I will never forgive Indy. <laughs> I'm coming for that ass every time. We're going to beat that ass every year. Was that before or after the game? That was before the game. Oh, like, okay. Like before the game. Wow. Rolling into the parking lot with his dad laughing in the in the driver's seat. Oh, God. So Indy's dead to me. But no, in, in all truthful... You know, I do agree. There's not the vitriol we had with FCC. I wouldn't even say there's the friendly banter we've had with St. Louis in the past. I would call it kind of a distant third in the rivalry standings, so to speak. Even the brief few minutes that Nashville were around, they they were a little bit had a little bit of something to say all the time, even though they had no success. So So it's like the youngest, 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 youngest. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I think it is our biggest rival. I couldn't even... Who, who's even number two right now in the league? I, I don't even know that we have one. Uh, I think it might be Atlanta. Are you talking about Central Division? I'm talking about just in USL in general. I would say Tampa, to be fair. Phoenix? Even they beat I us. mean, if you go on the whole... Or Phoenix, yeah. If you go on the whole USL. Phoenix right, if, well, you want to go USL power rankings here? or? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't get me started on those either. <laughs> But I will we say Tampa, spot, I Tampa to, to be fair on that tangent, this, this week. Tampa looks bloody good because they're 4-0 and they've not played an easy schedule. Yeah. I saw, I told Ty earlier, our, our poor friend Paco had a bit of a rough go of it. Okay. Um, they lost 2-1 and Paco uh, lost Dos Santos on the first goal. Uh, and then he gave away the penalty for the second with a handball. So rough, rough one for our old friend. Uh, but Tampa looks ominously good right now. Glad uh, to see him playing though. To right. be honest, right? But yeah, I say Indy's our biggest rival, and then it's one of those other. And, big the, and they're always good. They're always a great team, a great matchup. We've had some really intense playoff games. Obviously, you know, we've had some legendary go down in Louisville City lore forever and ever games against Indianapolis, and so yeah, for that so, reason, it it will always be a big rival. That's true. The, I the, doubt they're writing them down, but yeah, definitely <laughs> Louisville City lore. The, the <laughs> Godfather Taylor did have make the comment for it to be a rivalry. The other team has to win every once in a while. Dot dot dot. So there you go. He, he he's been answer. active on the. Uh, <laughs> and we've mentioned the Louisville City dominance of the series, and so I hope we're not, you know jinxing us so to speak but it, it is what it is i mean we've yep. it was probably fine until you said that <laughs> <laughs> oh we're definitely getting beat this weekend i knocked on i touched wood right now <laughs> all right you got you got a plastic deck <laughs> <laughs> next question from brandon just watched the europa championship come down to the goalkeepers taking penalty kicks how confident would you be with chris hubbard taking the penalty kick diesel diesel's got it for sure did you all watch it it was amazing. Wasn't it was like 11, 11 or 10. I it was 11 it. 10. Came down to the goalkeepers, and the Villarreal keeper did what keepers should do. He ran up and blasted it in. Right. David De Gea tried to act like he was a center forward, side footed it, and, and got saved. So, <laughs> oh, wow. keepers, know your role. Blast the ball. Keep your hands Don't up try and, be and cute. blast the ball. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Just, but, get, just get it on target. But uh, as far as Hubbard goes, if it came down to it, yeah, I think he's, he's got good feet. I think he would uh, he would do okay there. And uh, yeah, every, every system, the, the keeper's got to play play you know play right. well with their feet. Right, what I, I will mean, say is Hubbard, Hubbard didn't always play as goalie as well, did he? I mean, well, we, I was trying to think back to our interview with him, but yeah, he wasn't a keeper up until I want to say like high school or something like yeah. that. 
So I'm sure he's got pretty good feet. What I will say is old Ben Lunt last year, he was always the master with his feet of, you know, he had that accuracy on those, those he would hit those balls to the wing and he would get them exactly right. where they need to be. So I think if I was taking between the two of them on it, I might take Ben because he just seems to have that little accuracy, which I'm sad to see he's back in our league. Yeah, what about Ben? But is, is he playing? I know he's with Phoenix. Correct. I, I have with, not he's seen if yeah, he's been starting. He's Phoenix, Phoenix yes. but I don't think he's actually playing. Gosh, which is kind of sad. To, the worst, you know. It just shows the talent evaluation at FCC. Just says it all. <laughs> all <laughs> right. <laughs> Moving on, Louisville Ledgehogs again. Was last week's Ledgehogs pod the highest rated of all time? Patrick, that's, that's a question your, for that's you. Your question, yeah. Um, I can't answer that because uh, I haven't looked. I don't typically look until I post. I the think episode. it was five people listened to that one, so the answer is no. I thought there's eight footlers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think because the Ledgehogs came on three dropped off. Three dropped off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure it was highly rated, and I'm sure you know. Yeah. I'll, I'll you look. guys I'll, brought a huge crowd. I'll look when I when I post it, and I'll uh, I'll, I'll answer back to that. And then it was a vibe last week for sure. <laughs> And then the final question from the Ledgehogs again. They're very active today. And we were kind of late <laughs> posting the, yeah, the we request were. this I'm week. I'm glad somebody so asked questions. We're glad they're responding. Is Lipa FC, if I've even said it right? Lipa. Lipa I FC. Lipa, yeah. The best rivalry name in soccer. The fact that I can't say it might mean it's not. Um, I like to think that you say it with an English accent. How about that? <laughs> I'd like to think maybe the old firm in Scotland, Celtic Rangers, is for me. To be a little bit serious on a funny topic, but, but I don't understand that one. So it's a it's a good one. Uh, it's called the old firm. That the game? old firm, yeah. Okay. And it's don't get caught on the wrong side of the fence on that. Right, one. right. <laughs> and now you're gonna have to explain it. Let's see later. Uh, what are the rivalries? <laughs> I do don't we know like? if I know enough rivalry game names to comment. Merseyside <laughs> derby, obviously Liverpool Everton's a big one. Yeah. Manchester derby, City United though. It's not a good name. Yeah, it's just the name it itself. Yeah. It's just Darby, the yeah. games are big, but they, the, right, right. But the yeah. rivalry itself, yes, much bigger. Well, I don't know. Yeah, thirty-seven years. Yeah, I guess Lipa FC is the best then. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you right. heard it here first. Uh, that's, I believe, all we have for us. Barrel proof. I'll just check one more time. No, I think that's it. So, uh, so yeah, I just saw an old one. It's a, a tagged one from. Brianna, why does the U.S. men's national team suck so much? <laughs> so, oh, gosh. Uh, that was a little deep, harsh. <laughs> that was 2019, so let's not rake old graves. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, man. Well, that's a whole another episode. So. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. I don't think I have anything else. You guys? I had more than I thought I did. So here we go. Well, game yeah. predictions, tied just to wrap up? I think we go and we get another shutout. Three... This will make four in a row for racing at North Carolina. If I'm, if I'm I feel pretty good. Correct. Um, Michelle Betos, the beast, back in the goal. Another you know huge game for her. Uh, they're going to keep it up. We're going to get a shutout. I don't know if we just get the point or maybe we sneak one in. Maybe somebody else gets a goal. Uh, maybe Yuki gets her first goal or assist on Friday. That'd be cool to see. Um, Speaking of Yuki, anytime you want to come play drums, Yuki, just hit me up. Oh, she she does the drums. Yeah, she actually uh, apparently when she was in uh, Chicago, she had a band that uh, she played drums for, which is pretty cool. Yeah, we need to get that cool. going. Start wearing purple would be my all right. First so Ty's got one guess. nil the racing <laughs> game. Lipa FC. Lipa FC. I think we need a shutout as well. I'm big on the bagels. Diesel needs some bagels. 
come Sunday, Monday morning. So I'm going shut out again. And I think um, I'm going to go Cam. Cam gets a goal and maybe Antoine. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the racing side. I think I'll take a 1-1 away. I think we'll uh, grind out a point there. Loose City at home. I think we're going to have an entertaining one at the weekend. I think it's going to be a little bit cooler, a little bit more energy in the air. I'm going to call it 3-2. I'm going to call this a, an exciting... Oh, wow. That would be an exciting game, yeah. Patrick? Uh, do I have to? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm just know. predicting Loose City win because we know that's what... Well, you know, I mean, I, I, mean, I pre- definitely predict right. both will win. <laughs> I don't know. I, did, uh, I want to see 2-0. In North Carolina, just because uh, I That's like that prediction. score. I like that score line, and uh, I think we could uh, score two goals every game if we, you know, keep yeah. it up. Maybe three eventually, then four. But um, but FC, I don't know. I really don't know anything about this new uh, India team. So um, you gonna be there banging the drums? No. Nope. No. 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 We're uh, not currently going to Louisville City matches. I'm the only one going to racing matches. Because I play drums there, but uh, um, I don't know. Well, I like your three-two. I'll go three-one. How about that? Three-one. Still right. exciting, but not as exciting. All right, wins a wins a win. Comforting as we watch right. it into the ninety-fifth minute. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Vamos, Brados. Come on, city. Adios, amigos.